Shruti. I'm Sarah. And I'm Grace. And we are the Blue In this week's episode, we are going to be talking about our August slash September group read, The X Talk by Rachel Lynn Solomon, uh, which was my book and my pick. Uh, before we get into all of that, let's talk about what some books we've been reading. Grace, what have you been reading recently? Um, so last week I finished two books on Saturday. Wow. Turning into Shruti. Um, <laughs> the first book I finished was of course, The Charm Offensive by Alison Cochran, which I talked about last week. It is, um, based, it is a romance novel based off of The Bachelor where the oncoming bachelor of the season ends up falling, not with like all of the girls have been picked for him, but the producer of the show, one of the producers of the show. And I loved it. I gave it five stars. And I'm I'm a I I mean I like everything usually, but I'm a tough I'm a tough critic, I guess. I don't give a lot of books five stars is what I'm getting at. But I gave this one five stars because I really loved it. The LGBT representation was really good, and it was like sprinkled in very subtly. Like there was a point where a character was introduced, and it took me like three or four pages to realize. Though the character uses they them pronouns because it's not addressed, it's never like "hello, my name is this and I am non-binary" or whatever. Like it's just, it's just done. So I thought that was really nice. It was all like very subtly included, and it was just good. It was just really, really good. I actually loved it so much that I bought a copy to own because I read it from the library, um, and so now I own that book, and I it made me very happy. And the rest of my days will be dedicated to getting people to read it so if you are listening to this podcast you should stop listening and go read the book and then you know you can listen to the rest of the episode later so so I read that that was good and then I also read um with the fire on high by Elizabeth Acevedo and oh yeah yeah that's been on my list for so long I keep meaning to read that it was good um it's another one of those like books that frequently reference food which means I was really hungry a lot when I was reading it, but it was really good. It's about, um, it's about a girl. It takes, it's a YA book. It's about a girl. She's a senior in high school. She got pregnant when she was a freshman in high school. So it's about her life and how she's like a single mother. She raises her child with her grandmother and she wants to become a chef. So she really loves cooking. So there's a lot of descriptions about her food and like how her food makes people feel And it's basically just, like, about her life. And I feel like I haven't read, like, a straight-up contemporary novel in a really long time. Like, normally when I read novels like this, it's, like, romance or something. Or, like, it's a specific genre. But I forgot how good contemporary novels can be. Because you just get, like, so invested. Like, you learn so much about this one character. And you're, like, even though nothing's just, like, super interesting necessarily is happening, you're still, like, really invested in their lives. Because you're, like, I know everything about this person what's going to happen next to them. Like it's, it's good. It's good. And I liked the book a lot. Um, I mainly listened to the audiobook, which was narrated by the author, which I thought was interesting. Oh, that's yeah. really cool. I thought so too. I read, um, her other two books, the, um, or not other two. I think they're her only other two. I read the poet X and, um, the airplane one, the clap. clap. Clap when you land. Yes. Yeah. I read both of those, I think this year, perhaps. I don't really know. This year, last year, something like that recently. And those were both in verse and they were really, really good. So I definitely yeah. want to read the fire with the fire on high. Cause I think that's her only book she has out so far in, uh, in prose. Yeah. I, so when I was listening to an audiobook, I thought for some reason that it was in verse and I just couldn't tell because uh. I was listening to it. And then I started reading it because I read some of it too. And I was yeah. like, oh no, it's not. Yeah. And so I was really glad that I read it because like, what if God forbid I had like posted on Goodreads, like, ah, a great novel in verse. And then someone would be like, well, did she actually read this book? Yeah, right. <laughs> she just counting it towards a Goodreads challenge. Uh, I read it. I really did. I promise. And it was good. So I read that. And then, so we were supposed to record on Monday. And I started a book on Sunday. It's not like a big deal, but I was like, I'm going to keep this a secret and like announce it because I think it'll be a fun surprise. Um, But then we didn't record on Monday. We were recording a few days later. So it's like, dang, I have to keep the secret longer. But now I can tell it. Um, I started reading a book Sunday called The Book Thief, which is Trudy's (gasps) favorite book. Um, And I'm halfway through. This is another book that I've mainly been reading on audiobook but this time I did not know that there was a weird format thing going on 
yes, until I started kind of reading the actual book. And there's some weird format things going on. Um, one of the chapters, I think, I think I've already finished it now, so I'll have to go back. But I think one of the chapters has pictures in it, and um, I listened to that chapter. So I'm gonna oh, have to I go back. Right. I'm gonna have I to go back and look at the pictures because I just listened to it, and I don't know. Did they, they like did describe that. the pictures or something? Or I don't know. Actually, what I'm you think there was pictures. Well, okay, so I'm, no, listen, listen. So I'm listening to the audiobook, but then I also like have the ebook and then I also have the physical book because I am always reading, you know, me, you know, as a book ho, you got to always be reading. Anyway, of course. Yeah. So I started reading this, this one chapter and I was like, oh shit, there are pictures in here. Um, And then I got interrupted. And then when I went back to finish that chapter, I listened to it on audiobook and I don't really know what happened with the picture thing but um I'll go back but anyway I'm listening to that I'm halfway through and as we know or as Trudy knows maybe Sarah have you read this book I read it when I was very young like okay fifth fifth grade so I don't remember it that well so the narrator is deaf which is really interesting yeah and there's a lot of like it's can't it's not even foreshadowing he's like the narrator's Mm -hmm. like straight up telling you what's gonna happen which is really interesting. And I think I kind of knew this one thing mm. that's going to happen because I think I've seen either someone allude to it, probably Shruti. But like now that I know it's going to happen, I'm like really nervous anytime something happens. I'm like, is mm. this when it's going to happen? And I think I know what you're talking about. It hasn't yeah. yet. Um, but it's good. And also the narrator of the audiobook is really good too. Hmm. I, would, I think it would be very interesting to listen to an audiobook, but I don't remember the picture thing. I haven't read it in a very long time, but that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I am reading that right now. And that's that exciting. is all. That is all I have been reading. Uh, Sarah, what have you been reading? I haven't read a ton over the last, I guess, more than a week, but I have listened to a decent amount of audiobooks. So I finished listening to the well-played audiobook by Jen DeLuca which is a second book in the like I don't know if there's a name for the trilogy but it's like the Renaissance Fair trilogy she's got going on um and it was pretty good I really loved Well Met which was the first one it was so fun it was like I don't know I just had such a good time with that one I thought it was well plotted the romance was really good the characters were great but in this one it was good but The storyline of this one followed like the best friend of the main character from the first book and her romance with this guy who is only in town for a couple of weeks a year for the Renaissance Fair. And it kind of, the first half of the book goes through like an entire year because they're like communicating over the course of a year, like emailing and texting. And for like half of, this isn't a summary, so I'm not giving anything away. But for like half of the book, she she thinks she's talking to someone else and really it ends up being another person. I didn't know that going into it mm. because um, I didn't read the summary. I just like picked it up. But it was so obvious. I feel like the, she should have known. And then also because it kind of like rushed through the entire year, you didn't really get to see their relationship build. So when he gets to town... I don't know, there wasn't enough focus when she found out that it wasn't the person who she thought it was. She just kind of like got over that real fast and like moved on and they were like already dating. It it just, I don't know. It was fun. I still gave it four stars because it still had like the fun Renaissance Fair vibes, but I just really wasn't invested in the romance in this one. So it lost a star for me, unfortunately. But I think the third one, the third one, I know the third one comes out in October. And I think it's going to be much better because I know the two, both of the characters, the main character and the love interest are previously introduced characters in the first two books. And they're both really fun characters. I'm really excited for the third one. I think it's going to be a lot better than the second one. So I am now all caught up and ready to read that one when it comes out next month. Um, After that, I started listening to... The Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood. So follow up from last week. I started listening to it and very quickly stopped listening to it. Um, I made it about 25% of the way in and I couldn't do it anymore. The book, I didn't know this, but it is a grad student professor romance. Um, I can't. I I really, yeah. 
Go ahead. When I had originally read the blurb and I thought it was interesting, I actually thought it was like grad student and like a TA or like they were both grad students or something. I thought they were both like professors professor. for some reason. Yeah. I didn't think they were both professors. I think I knew one of them was a professor and like one of them was like a, I don't know, like there was, a, I definitely thought it wasn't as big of a power imbalance as mm-hmm. grad student and professor. So I don't know. And they definitely had like in my, oh, sorry, Grace, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, I, I knew that it was a grad student and professor. <laughs> I, I, I knew, I knew. <laughs> yep. Good for me. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. I guess I just like did not read the summary very well, but I, and they definitely had not like a parent child dynamic, but it was definitely like a, like a weird, like, I don't know. Men- I didn't like a mentor mentee. Yeah. Kind okay. of. He wasn't like her mentor, but he was definitely like older than her and she was definitely going for a grumpy sunshine thing but she went so far in both directions like he was so moody and grumpy and like angsty and he had no social skills whatsoever like every situation she would like say something then he would just repeat it like as a question she'd be like yeah and he'd be like what and he she'd be like yeah and she went so far in the sunshine direction with her that she was just absolutely like not to be mean but she wasn't very smart she was just like she was like a golden retriever running around, like no thoughts in her head. And it was the writing style. Um, and I'm not, I, I do not mean to insult fan fiction by saying this, but like it read like a fan fiction, which is fine if you're reading a fan fiction, but I'm reading a novel. So I don't want it to read like a fan fiction. Um, if you like fan fiction, then maybe you'll like this book. So, I mean, keep that in mind. So I mean, I, I don't really read fan fiction, so I'm not really the best judge of that. But to me, it definitely read like one. And, um, and that's because it is. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, it also just... And the back to the main character being stupid and partially the writing too. She It was, it was the type of writing style where she would like do something that's like kind of awkward, but you, it's something you just kind of brush off. And I say that as someone who's an overthinker, like when I do something embarrassing, I will think about it for the rest of the day. But she does something that's not embarrassing. And then she's just like, oh my God, like, I can't believe I did that. That was so crazy. Oh, like, I'm so no. Yeah, it was one of those. And I'm just like, what the fuck? I don't know. And I really was, I, despite my, my misgivings that I expressed in the last episode about it being a Raylo book, I really was prepared to like it because so many other people are loving it it's getting so many five-star reviews I was like maybe you know I can I'm I I, you know I'll just have to accept that I liked a Raylo book but I didn't like it so I guess I don't have to accept that so um (laughs) sorry if you like the love hypothesis I really don't understand the hype with that one it just read to me like a like a bad book I guess so yeah I feel like I feel like there's like two different kinds of fan fictions I feel like there's like you can read a book as like it reads as like a good fan fiction Mm -hmm. or it reads as a bad fan fiction it reads that's what I'm trying to say that's what I was trying to say it read like a bad fan fiction because I used to read fan fiction and there are good fan fictions I can tell you you know like I I read good fan fictions when I read them but this was like a bad one it it was like I don't know it was someone I'm not gonna say anything else but yeah it was just yeah so I did not enjoy it. So I put it down. I did. I gave it a real chance to, I got 25% of the way and I listened to it all morning on Monday and it did not make my day go well. It was not a good <laughs> way to start my week. Um, so yeah, I just like, I just, I got it through audible and you can return books. So I literally returned. I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna waste my time on this one. So yeah, um, that's the verdict with that one. Go ahead. So for examples of good fan fiction, I think of Casey McQuiston. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah you're so right. Because yeah. hers reads yeah. like a fan fiction too, but like it does. it's then, not bad. It's it's just right. the, the energy. Yeah. Same, yeah, same with um Alexandria Bellafour. I feel like she has mm-hmm. that same vibes too. No, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, but those I but those books I enjoy. So I don't know. I plan on re- picking up the love hypothesis anyway, just to you know, give it a shot my my myself. Mm-hmm. So, so we'll see we'll see we'll see how that goes yeah. um I I also will probably read it because my friend signed me up for book of the month for three months for my birthday so and it was one of the picks this month and I was like well it's free technically so might as well so yeah I did it's sitting in my kitchen I have yet to migrate it to my room so 
I almost picked it because I really did think I was going to like it, but so I'm glad yeah. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. But maybe you guys will like it more. Who knows? Maybe. Who knows? Just, I'm just very like, I can't do student anything with like student teacher vibes. Yeah. I immediately like, I can't do it. Like as That's soon as I found I it, it was that. Hopes. Yeah. As soon <laughs> yeah. as I found out it was that, I was just kind of like, oh, this probably isn't going to work for me, but I wanted to give it a chance because I didn't want people to think I was putting it down just because it was Raylo. So I was just, I don't know, like the way you said, like putting it down just because it's Raylo sounds like how someone would say, like, I didn't want someone to think I was racist or something. Oh. Like the way that you said it, like, and no, I don't know. I, mean, I feel like people, if they listen to the last episode, they're like, oh, she already knew she wasn't going to like it. No, like I genuinely thought I was going to like it. But anyways, I then picked up The Night She Disappeared by Lisa Jewell. I got the audiobook of that. And um, I've loved all of Lisa Jewell's books before. I'm 75% through this one, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to love this one too. So it's really good. It's um, about a woman whose daughter and her fiance go missing, like young daughter and fiance go missing, and she's just trying to figure out what happened to them. Really good, really twisty mystery. I'm having a good time with it. And I'm also still working my way through The Hawthorne Legacy, which is the second book in the Inheritance Game series. Um, I haven't, I'm reading that one in physical form and I haven't had much time to like sit down and read this week. So I haven't gotten super far in that one, but it is still a good time. But um, that's all I've read this week. What about you, Shruti? Um, So this week, um, like I mentioned last time, I was, I'm working my way through the Harbinger series um, by Jennifer L. Armantrout. I had finished the first two books and I was halfway through Grace and Glory, which is the third book in the trilogy. Um, And I had already expressed that I was a little bit worried um, and I guess my worries were founded, sadly. Um, so I really enjoy the series overall. I do like it. I think I gave the first two books. I gave, So I actually went back and changed my rating for the second book and I gave it five stars. And then the third book, I think I gave three stars too. Yeah, I gave it three stars because the first half of the book is all about resolving the cliffhanger from the second book, which wasn't too bad because I don't actually mind the trope that was involved. I don't want to say for spoilers, but I did enjoy it. It was fun. The romance had took a center stage, which was fine. But the plot was just really bad. And I felt like the big bad villain character antagonist wasn't really addressed until literally like the last chapter or two. And it like kind of felt, it just felt really rushed, especially when the entire series is like named after this antagonist. So it was like, this is weird. Um, and then, the, so then it just felt abrupt, I think. And at the end, I was just like, I wanted more. And it might have been because, and after reflection, it might have been because I like enjoyed the main character so much and I did enjoy their romance and I was invested and I would like to see more of them. Um, but I don't know, something about the ending just did not sit right with me and didn't buy it for me. Um, so, which is sad because again, I do enjoy them. However, there was kind of like a hint at something that she could pick up as like a new spinoff like sequel. So you would then therefore still see these characters, but like in the background of someone else's romance. And if that's what she wants to do, I would totally probably read it because I do really enjoy this world and the world building and all of that involved. Um, and especially, I really, really loved the hero in this book. Zane was an excellent character. Um, I loved his character development throughout the three books. Um, I know that I saw some reviews that were like, they didn't necessarily really like how his character went in this book, um, but I kind of enjoyed it. And I really enjoyed at the end of the day, the angel versus the demon and like seeing that all realized. So I was very happy with it. So I enjoyed that overall, but it was like a little bit of a disappointment at the end. Um, then I read the X talk, which we will talk about in a second. So we'll come back to that circle back. And then I picked up a new series by Devney Perry. Now I've read a lot of Devney Perry series or a couple of De- uh, Devney Perry series. And I really enjoy her writing. I, um, I read the little art clothes series and I've read her runaway series, which I've talked about like in full uh, throughout many podcasts. Um, this one, I can't even say the name of the original um, series name because it has a slur in it. So it we're not going to bring that up. It has a slur in it. Um, oh. The Jew slur. Um, she d- has renamed the series, I noticed on Goodreads, to Clifton Forge. So if you're asking what series I'm talking about, that is what it is now called on Goodreads. The first book, however, the title of the book does is like Slur King um, because the name, of, so it's about a motorcycle gang club. And I was like, I was just like, you know what? I'd like Devney Perry. This is not my usual style, but why not? Let's try it. And overall, I think the vibes of the book are very much more like action, adventure, suspense. Like there's a murder mystery in the first book. Um, Obviously the romance is the main um, point of it, but there's a murderous mystery in the background. And even in the second book, 
there, it's like a thriller, suspense, crimey stuff going on. So like all of that is very much there in the background and like pushing the plot along. Um, so like it didn't really feel like other the vibes that I would normally get from a motorcycle genre of books. Um, but I so I have been enjoying it. The big thing was the first book, especially that that slur being in the title has like really made me be conflicted. I gave it the four stars because I did enjoy the romance and I did enjoy the story. Um, it was very much like a fast sexual burn, but slow romantic burn, which I liked. I was okay, you know, doing it on a red Mustang. I was like, that's fine. Um, whereas the second book, it was more of like a marriage of convenience, but with like a shared secret trauma thing going on. Um, and it was very much more friends to lovers vibes. And it was softer in that way. Um, there wasn't as much plot. And so some people were like, and it did, the entire book takes place over the course of a year um, versus like the first book took place like in a couple weeks. So it was like very different in that way. But I enjoyed both for different reasons. Um, so I am really liking the series, despite the fact that they keep dropping a slur in. Um, and I also actually just got an email from Devney Perry on her books. I'm on her um, mailing list. And she actually is changing the covers. So I'm wondering if she might be dropping the title as well. She emailed you personally. So yes, me personally. My good friend. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, so I read the first two books. The first one um, is a little bit more enemies to lovers vibes because the hero is the president of, former president, because this motorcycle club has disbanded. Um, and he works in a, a car shop. And the heroine is, the, is a journalist who just moved in. And so she you know, wants to know more about what happened. And there's this woman who just got murdered and his father has been accused of the murder. So that's kind of like the premise. And so she's kind of investigating him and trying to get him to confess, learn more about him. And of course, naturally they fall in love in the process. The second book, um, I can't tell you too much about the heroine because it's actually a spoiler for the first book, but she gets involved and um, the hero is actually an ex-con. And what was a pleasant surprise while I was reading, I was like, wait a minute, once the, this character, his brother, is actually one of the main characters from the Larco series. And when the backstory came up, I was like, wait a minute, this backstory seems really familiar. And I was like, oh yes, because it's about his brother. And I was like, that was really cool that we got a book about a bro his brother in a different series. Um, and again, I really liked that one. Um, not too much action in that one, but I think the ending, there was like a big plot twist that like completely took me surprise, surprise. So, um, and I am in the process now of reading the third book in the series, Stone Princess. So, so the second book was called Raven Knight. The third one is called Stone Princess. Um, this one is about the heroine works at the car shop as well. She's been working there forever. She's kind of like the little sister around. And she had this long-term boyfriend who actually ends up becoming part of the rival club. Um, but he leaves her at the altar. So now there's this actor and he is planning on doing a movie about the murder mystery from the first book. Um, and so, of course, they're clashing and we're going to see what happens there. So I'm only a couple chapters in, but I'm excited for it. Um, they've also laid some hints for some of the future couples and future things that are happening. Very excited to see where that goes. Um, but yeah, I'm having a good time. I think there's like six books in the series and I enjoy Devney Perry's writing. I enjoy her ability to make it feel found family and like have people like in and out of each other's books. Um, and I love the small town vibe she always has. So I hope that she is rewriting the title and I don't know if she's going to have them republished, reprinted with like a different name of the, because the gang's name has a slur in it. So I don't know what the situation is going there. Um, so I do want to warn people about that. But overall, I am enjoying the books and I'm having a good time. I feel like if she's changing the cover, I mean, might I as well so. kill two birds with one stone. Right. I don't really know if that's the reason why she's doing it, though. So I hope, but I hope it is. Yeah. 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 So with that, we can move on with the rest of our episode. But before we get into talking about the X-Talk, let's hear a quick word from our sponsors. And we're back. All right. So the X-Talk by Rachel and Solomon. Um, this book come out, came out, I think, earlier this year. Um, and I've been meaning to read it. But I figured, hey, it's my turn to pick for the group read. So that's why we're here. And that's why I picked it. Um, the X-Talk is about Shay and Dominic, who are two people who work at a radio station. And Shay has been a producer for a really long time. And then Dominic is like the new guy on the block. Um, and then stuff ends up happening and they end up having a show called The X-Talk where they have to pretend to be exes, which of course means that they have to pretend to have dated in the first place. So it's like fake dating, but like not because they're fake exes. So that's kind of cool. 
Um, and then in the process, of course, they naturally fall in love. Um, and then they have to like reveal to everybody that they were actually the exes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a good time. Um, and yeah, I really enjoyed this book because I think for me, what put it over the top is that Shay was super relatable. Um, yes, I, I felt yes. the same way. Go ahead. Yes. And I feel like it's definitely because of the age. I think that definitely put, put it there. But like, it was very much like a mirror to myself. Um, and I was like, this is way too relatable. Um, and I was actually texting uh, Grace and Sarah when this part came up, but it is mentioned pretty early on that she is like four, I think, years older than Dominic. So it is an older woman romance, which I generally shy away from. And there's no like real reason to it. And I don't really know why. Um, but for whatever reason, obviously, because this is a group read, I was like, okay, I'm going to keep reading it. Um, and it didn't, I didn't mind it so much, but I did feel like a very important part to the story. Um, so I did, I don't know if I liked it or not, but I thought it was interesting um, that that was such an emphasized part. And I do think it's what made Shay so relatable again, because it was like a lot of her struggles and things that she was going through. I was like, wait a minute, this feels like me. So I enjoyed that part. Oh, I was just going to get into my, yeah, Unless you I was going to just say, yeah. So like in general, what were our non-spoiler thoughts about this book? I love this book so much. I had so much fun reading it. I loved, like Shree was saying, I found Shay to be super relatable. I loved that she brought in, um, that Rachel and Solomon brought in different elements to the book. So it wasn't like just about the romance. You got to learn a lot about shit, both Shay and Dominic's lives. Um, and I loved how she was talking about just being, getting, you know, going on in your 20s and just, you know, it's hard to maintain friendships. And she got into a little bit of that too, where for both Shay and Dominic's, so that was really nice. Cause I, I felt validated. I was like, yeah, you know what it mm-hmm. is, it is. And, um, I thought, I thought Shay was relatable too. Like Shruti was saying, she was a really well-written character. So was Dominic. I found their relationship to be so, I don't know, it was just so like fun and cozy. And it was like, it was it was like rivals to lovers but also like Mm -hmm. it was such a unique take on it and I can't really pinpoint why it felt different than a lot of other like rivals to lovers and rivals lovers is like my favorite I love that it's my favorite thing we've talked about this before and this was such like a unique take on it that I just I loved it I loved um the public radio setting um it and I just the whole I don't know it was just so fun and cozy I I had such a good time and uh, I gave it five stars and I did what Grace did with the charm offensive. And I bought myself a physical copy because I listened to the oh. audio book, but I saw it at Barnes and Noble when I went and I just bought it. I was like, I want to own this book. Um, you know, I almost I it. bought it. I almost bought it when I got the charm offensive, but then yeah. I decided to get something else. Yeah. But I almost did bought it as well. I also loved this book. Uh, I also love Rival Lovers. It is also my favorite, as we know. And so this book had that, but then it was also fake dating excellence. Mm-hmm. Like yes, as Trudy said, too. as Trudy said, it's not really fake dating, but that just made it even better. Cause it was like, I mean, there's nothing wrong with like a tried and true cliche. Mm-hmm. Cliches are cliches for reasons, yeah. but like to like step out of the box a little bit and be like, actually they're not fake boyfriend, girlfriend, they're fake exes was really cool and a really interesting and new take. And I really appreciated that. And I also think, I don't think I've ever read a romance where the woman is older. Maybe yeah. I have. I don't know. I've never really thought about it. Maybe I oh, have. Yeah. Um, Shirdy, I'm a year older than my boyfriend. Would you not read a romance <laughs> Would novel? Would you not ship Would you not Sarah ship and John? Us? Because I'm a no. year older than him. I know I'm ancient. Oh. <laughs> I'm robbing so I'm the cradle here. I wouldn't, I wouldn't enjoy a romance. Like, for instance, I enjoyed the X talk very much. I gave it five stars. Um, I just like, don't gravitate towards it for whatever reason. And usually I'm like, if I see it, it in the blurb, specifically when the woman's older or yes. Oh, that's so weird to me. I think I would it's prefer, so I hate it when I the guy, that... I hate it when the guy's older for my, I, but I also hate like super big age differences. Even when the yeah. guy's are super older, I don't do age gap either, but like I can deal with like a guy being five years older, but I don't, for whatever reason, when it's flipped, I'm like, oh, at least like I'll still read it if I'm picking it up and I like, I like everything else about it. And I'm like, okay, cool. This is great. It's just like, if it's in the blurb for whatever reason, I just like, oh, I'm going to skip over it. Yeah. I usually hit it when the guy's older. I just thought that was interesting that you said that anyway. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to hijack your it's okay. <laughs> grace. I, so I, if you had asked me before this, if I had thoughts about that kind of romance, I'd be like, no, I don't. 
And that would still probably be my answer. But I feel like since I've never seen it before, I was like, this is also like something new and fresh. Like, cool, I'm about it. Um, I also appreciated how Shay is Jewish and then Dominic is Asian. What is? I think he was Korean. Korean. Yeah, Yeah, there was a whole like there was a whole thing about how he's not Chinese. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought, but I didn't want to say it and be wrong. So he's Korean. And so I thought that was nice because I feel like a lot of the romances I read um, are between two white people. So mm-hmm. it was nice to see like diversity there too. So another fresh take. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was good. I had a really good time. And while we're here, I really need to shout out the MVP, who was my favorite character. <laughs> my favorite character was Steve Rogers Goldstein, the dog. The reason, <laughs> yes. why, the reason why I loved this dog so much is because I don't even remember if they specify what kind of dog he is because the entire time I was picturing him as my dog because <laughs> everything about this dog sounded like my dog because um, he's really anxious and like doesn't he like bark and scream a lot maybe yeah, I'm projecting yeah. but I was like no my dog does that um, pro- <laughs> and, and there was this part where and this is like I guess a little spoilery but not really um Shay and Dominic go on a trip together and she has to bring the dog she cannot leave the dog at home and I was like yeah we went on a family <laughs> vacation last month and we had to bring the dog like we were like no one can take care of this little mutt we have to take him um and so they had to bring the dog and the dog of course was like not about it and was like screaming and Dominic like gets a shirt and like wraps it around the mm-hmm. dog and because the pressure calms the dog down and I need to try this on my dog but at the time when I read that part I was like this is the only man like yeah I was like, I was like this is a man this is a man like I've never he like, really when read, was when I read romance novels I'm like they're cool <sighs> turn the page but, but at this moment I was like I get it I get it I also <laughs> have feelings for this man at this, this moment is, this is how <laughs> I was you like, get I Grace understand. invested in a romance novel exactly, you put a dog exactly. and you make the love interest dote on the dog yes yes I was like this is the most romantic jet gesture of all time um and yeah those are my thoughts on the x talk i think all my other thoughts thoughts are like spoilery to be honest yeah yeah most of my other things about i just want to get in and talk about all my favorite parts oh wait wait i had another thought okay so i mainly read this on ebook but i also did listen to it a little bit on audiobook and there is sex in this book it's a romance novel i don't think that's a spoiler Um, wait I know what you're going to say. There were parts where I was listening to the audiobook at work. Actually, I read the entirety of this book at work. Um, I think there was one moment where I like listened to it in the car on my way to work. But other than that, um, and there was like a part where I'm pretty sure, I don't know if they were in the midst of sex, but they were either about to get into it or they just finished. And I was listening to it up in the stacks and my boss was talking to me at, in the middle of it and I was like uh hello nothing weird is happening in the audiobook I'm listening to right now how are you and it was really awkward and the thing that made it really awkward is the narrator sounds so horny it was so- when she's talking about this stuff yes I felt like not to be dramatic, but I felt like sometimes I felt like I was listening to porn. Like it was uh-huh, like she uh-huh. did like the moans and everything. I was like, okay, this is that's enough. You don't have to, yeah. you don't have to go that hard. It's like she's like it's like really breathy. And yes. like, I mean, yeah. power to her, like a really good performance. But I was like, yeah. let's tone it down. Yeah, I'm like, at I work. It's like I'm ma'am, I'm driving to work. Like, does she deserve an audiobook Oscar for this performance? Yes, but did I need to hear that? at seven o'clock in the morning every day on my commute to work no <laughs> there are names there are names for awards for audiobooks but I forget I know there are. are I just forget what they are I yeah. forget too yeah other it's than okay. that she was a great I really loved her narration though other than that it was great yeah I think she's a good narrator but I was just like whoo this is a lot I feel like anytime I turn on the audiobook though was a sex scene like not on purpose obviously it just happened <laughs> to be that way like I was switching that's always audiobook. how that works yeah probably I was switching between audiobook and ebook and I would just happen to hit the sex scene when it was time to switch ever once there was one scene I listened to where I don't think they had sex <laughs> on that note I do think the sex scenes are actually pretty good in this book I thought they were fairly like they were you know they were good they weren't too many 
um, yeah. but they were done tastefully and they always had a purpose. So I thought that was yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't think I had an issue with them either. Yeah. Actually. Maybe I'm getting yeah. used to this. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Still not used to the audio version of it, but you know. Oh, I, I baby just, steps. Yeah. I don't think you can ever really get used to audio no. version of it. Yeah, especially when it's like that intense. It's a rated E explicit <laughs> <Yeah>. stuff. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna transition into spoilers at this point. So if you have not read the X Doc by Rachel Lynn Solomon, go do that and then come back and listen to the rest of your of the episode. All right, so it's spoiler time. Um, what are some spoiler thoughts that we have? I just want to talk about my favorite. I look, I had a couple of favorite parts, but one of my favorite parts was when um, she and Dominic like first start texting. Like that was so cute. Like when he, when they first started texting and it starts off like, they're like, oh yeah, we'll just text for work. And then they just start like slowly texting each other, life updates. Mm-hmm. And then there's that one time where like, she's uh in the bathtub and he makes a joke or no I can't remember (laughs) if it was that time but it was either that time or like a different time where they were texting and he's he's like I'm not gonna go out like I'm just gonna stay and we're and they're both like yeah we're just staying in and he goes out and he gets trashed he gets yes I like that part yeah and she goes to get him Mm -hmm. and it was just so funny and like it made him, I think he needed that scene too, to make him to, first of all, break like the barrier between the relationship mm-hmm. a little bit and also like humanize him a little bit because um, you did see like little bits of him, like being like nice and funny in the beginning of the book, but this really like, I don't know, it, 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 he needed to be like humanized a little bit, like I said. So it was, it was a good scene just for that because after that in the book, like they're much more like warmed up around each other. And it was just such like a funny, a funny scene. I love that part. And he also got kind of like sad drunk. Yeah. So there was, was like yes. some angst too. And that yes. was good. That and was they, good. Like, I liked that a lot. Right, yeah. right. Like they connected a little bit in that scene too. So it was, yeah. Sarah actually also mentioned one of my other favorite parts was the bathtub part. Um, it's really tiny, but like so she's sitting in the bathtub mm-hmm. taking, you know, having a, sh- um, a bath and they're texting. And he like mentions like, and somehow it comes up like he's like asking you, what are you wearing? And she's like, well, and it was just really funny to me because it was like subtle mm-hmm. one of those like subtle flirting things that it, like in the beginning of romance books that always makes me happy. So I enjoyed that. Yeah, it was really cute. And I just, I don't know. I always love the parts in the rivals to lovers where they're like becoming friends because for me, the mm-hmm. friend step in between the rivals, you can't just go right. It's called rivals to lovers, but it's really rivals to friends. To rivals lovers. to friends to lovers. Exactly. And it's really like rivals to reluctant friends to lovers. Yes, And the yes, reluctant the friends key. part <laughs> is the most fun because they yes, still it is like, very fun. Yeah, they still like would say that they're not friends, but like but yeah, they're they texting. They're like you know they're flirting. Like they're you know they're friendly, and that's always my favorite part in the in the rivals to lovers. And this book did it so well. Like there, I'm just thinking of so many scenes I loved. Yeah, like and the it, oh maybe he's not so bad. Like that's the yes. best. Mm-hmm. The, the the best part. The best. Yeah, part. for sure. And even after they like started, I still liked it after they started dating too. Like that whole where they went away on the trip. That mm-hmm. was on a, in any other book, I would have been like, oh, they have to go on a romantic getaway together. How convenient. But it just worked so well. I wasn't it even did. About it. I was just excited. I was like, yeah, let's right? go on this trip. I was like, yeah. oh, there's only one bed. How convenient. <laughs> but it just it worked so well. And um and then when they start dating after that trip too, I don't always like uh, in romance novels, like after they're couples, I feel like sometimes it changes their like personalities a little bit. Sometimes they stuck, they were still like really, you know, the same characters. And, and I like that we did get to see a little bit more of them as a couple and everything. Yeah. I liked how the big like climactic conflict moment was really about them, like choosing each other and like how yeah. they didn't feel like Dominic chooses him. And Dominic kind of just had that moment of fear and like them having to figure that reconcile and figure that out. And I thought that was interesting. And I thought that worked with how the fact that they had already started like semi dating. Um, And I did like how it wasn't a big miscommunication about, oh, I don't actually have feelings for you. And I don't think you do either. They kind of at that point were like, no, we both like each other. Um, And instead it was something else that broke them up for their third act issue. Yeah. Right. That was good. I feel like I, my personal preference is usually like they don't the characters don't date until like more towards the end like they mm-hmm. dated earlier mm-hmm. than I usually like 
but that's just a personal thing I still really liked the book and I was like it's okay not every book has to attune to every need that I have I didn't I feel like it's a new yeah I think it's like it's a new trend nowadays to have them start dating like Mm -hmm. 70% of the way in so that way you have and then like the big climax in the 80% mark is something of when they're already dating yeah I think that's been very interesting and I don't mind it so much because like it's not so much the getting together, it's the staying together, which is the harder part. That's and so I fair. Think that's, and I kind of like that new trend that I've noticed in romances. Yeah, you're right. I didn't, I didn't pick up on that, but I have noticed that now that I think about it, I do notice it in more recent romance novels too. Um, and I don't hate it either. It was kind of nice, especially because now authors are forced to not just like slap them together in an epilogue and they get like, immediately engage in the epilogue and their personalities do a 180 shift in the epilogue and then it's the end like now the authors like actually have to keep their characters developed and you get to see them in the relate like after they're in the relationship and it's not just everything goes into although the build-up we all know the build-up is like the most fun (laughs) like I said the reluctant friends is my favorite part but it's still it was also cool just to see them especially in this book like trying to work things out after they got together yeah. yeah, I would say that my favorite part is actually the very end, um, the grand gesture. So I think what I really liked, because you knew that this is the Ron Public Radio, that the grand gesture was going to be one of them declaring their love for each other on, on, like, on the radio. But what I really enjoyed about it was at the very, very end when Soche comes back and like she's at the recording studio and he's doing his whole spiel about like how he loves her and stuff but he doesn't actually say the words. He unhooks it just to tell her, I love you. And they plug it back in just to, t- just to start swearing so that they would get the radio would get, what's it, so the station will get fined and then plug it, unplug it again to say that they love each other again. And I thought that was a really great moment. That was a really good touch. Um, and I thought it was a lot of fun. I think that was probably my favorite moment of the entire book. I agree. It was so yeah. good. The, yeah, that whole, the grand gesture scene was so well done. Mm-hmm. And it, it fit. It was like, you know, like what other ending could there be? You know, it was good. Mm-hmm. Right. I also liked how there would be like transcripts of their episodes every mm-hmm. now and then tossed between chapters. And weren't there also like screenshots of tweets, perhaps? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so there like were. there was a social media element, which was also really fun. I was like, mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that a lot. I really liked how they like touched on like in the beginning, like how people were shipping them together. I and I was like, yeah. you know, that would be exactly what is happening. And it's I thought, true. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. nice touch. Yeah. Should we talk about the boss? Maybe their boss. Oh who yeah. Was, who was shitty. We can talk about their boss. Yeah. Yeah. We can talk about how they're shitty, their shitty boss. You well, can talk about so, it. So um, they had a boss and he was shitty. <laughs> it was it was it felt very realistic though i was yeah, like yeah mm-hmm. I can, i've you know i can see this be him being a real you know boss at whether it's a radio station or some other company yeah mm-hmm. basically like he it's and i liked the way, the way they did it too because basically at the end of the day he is a misogynistic asshole um and he like favors his male employees over the female employees and he like treats them nicer and they get better opportunities than the female employees do but it kind of takes you a little while to like realize the depth of that at least mm-hmm. because you kind of know that he's kind of eh at the beginning but it, it's not until the book keeps going that you realize like wait he's like really bad um mm-hmm. and i liked that i thought that that was a well a good a, a nicely developed antagonist we're calling him an antagonist why not <laughs> he is he the was. antagonist no yeah and I, I agree i think like at first you think he's harmless but then like slowly over time you're like wait a minute no 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 this is he's actually like the bad guy right. in all of this yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like he's just like kind of like every boss who's like not every boss but you know what i mean like he's just kind of mm-hmm. annoying at the yeah. beginning and then you're like oh no no he's he's really bad i also really liked all the side characters they're really cool mm-hmm. especially like shay's family and her best friend um i loved her mom i loved how that like she like got remarried and like had, dealing with all of that I loved how that also reflected in her and Shay's relationship with her dad and like kind of feeling like, oh, we never had a thing. I thought that was really cool. Um, and then I really liked her best friend and I liked how her best friend kind of was resentful of her, but at the same time, they still loved each other and you, only, you had that fight like the only best friends could have. And I thought that was a really nice touch to all of it. Yeah, her, yeah, their friendship was a really 
yeah, it was a nice addition to the book. I also liked Ruthie. That was her name. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The producer. She's the producer of the X Talk. And she and Shay like kind of become friends. And Shay feels bad about keeping the fact that she and um, Dominic are not really exes from her. And there's also like some scenes where she's like, am I treating her like a friend should be treating their friend? And that was good, too. I liked their Mm -hmm. um, I liked their dynamic a lot. Me, too. Um, And there was like diversity between these side characters too because like ruthie is dating a woman mm-hmm. um her who's shay shay's um step family i guess is all they're all where are they from nigeria i believe nigeria right? they're all from nigeria so that was, and there's like a bunch of them which is also mm-hmm. like i don't know it was cool it was like a cool little detail like that she's got she just married in her mom just married into this huge family. That was a cool detail. Yeah, that was, was really was fun. Nice. Yeah. yeah, and she got to experience being part of like a big family for the first mm-hmm. time. That was it was it was a cool you know storyline to throw in as well. Oh, I will say, I feel like at the since I liked this book so much, I should read this author's other books because she has like she writes was young adult and literally looking at her <laughs> other books right <laughs> as she said that. I was literally about to say that. Yeah, yeah. Writes- for those of you. Those of you listening, Sarah literally has Goodreads up on her phone. Yeah. Because <laughs> she writes adult and young adult, right? Yeah. I think her, from what I can tell, her other published books look like they're all YA, but let me verify that real quick. Um, but I think most of, yeah, this, I think they're all YA so far. This might be like her first adult romance book, um, but she has another one coming out in January. Yes. <laughs> It's called Weather Girl, and I'm totally going to read it. Me too. Oh, and speaking of, um, well, nothing, actually. I'm starting a new topic. I liked how, <laughs> as I was reading the book, I was like, this woman had to have worked in radio. Like, you know, when you read something <laughs> and, like, there's the details are so specific that it's like, you didn't just research this. Like, you have intel knowledge. And then in the acknowledgement, she's like, yeah, I worked in radio. And I was like, that's what I thought. <laughs> but I liked mm-hmm. it because it felt, like, really authentic. I mean, it could have she could have been lying and I never would have known, but like, it just felt more authentic, like all the details that she provided about how it mm-hmm. is to work in radio. I thought yeah. that was cool as well. Yeah. Overall, what a great book. Good job, Trudy. Trudy, Trudy, yeah. Trudy this is my favorite <laughs> book group, you, group read you picked. I, well, I don't fine. remember all the other group reads you picked, but I think this would be my favorite too, because I, I loved it. Like Me too. I, this is like one of my favorite books I read this year. So while I appreciate that, I consider you deserve each other also one of my group read picks, even though oh, it officially wasn't. Okay. Hmm. Just putting it out there. So I didn't. I love both one, of them so much, though. I oh. would put. I actually just I tweeted about this, so y'all might have seen it. But we're doing um, uh, staff picks at the library, and last month I did night film for mine, which was another group read. And then this month is a new month, so like they ask people to send in new ones, and I put in you deserve each other. Okay. For our staff picks at the library. Nice. We love to see it. Nice. We do. Yep. We love to see it. Promoting the book host agenda one book at a time. Wait, <laughs> one of Rachel, sorry, this is literally uh, back to the previous topic. Um, Rachel and Solomon has a young adult book called See You Yesterday coming out in 2022 as well. And it is a time loop book. It is about why a romantic comedy follows a girl forced to relive her disastrous first day of college. Oh, so it's like, wait, only to discover that the infuriating physics nerd who humiliated her in her 101 class is stuck in the time loop with her. (laughs) We have to read it. We have to read it. What is it called? It's called See You Yesterday. It comes out in 20, it just says 2022. And it's a young adult book, but I haven't read any of your other young adult books. Maybe I'll read the others too, but this one sounds really good. I have one of them on my, um, tbr but mm-hmm. i don't remember which one it is okay I'm so- go ahead go ahead go ahead yeah one last thought here um i really this book did remind me though that i really enjoy dual perspective more than i enjoy single perspective because there were so many times where i'm sitting there I'm like i would really love dominic's perspective right now like i get it why it's not there but i really do think that i enjoy romances more when there is a dual perspective I, so that was I, yeah 
I only like it. I prefer them with the only the woman's perspective. I don't like reading from the man's <laughs> perspective. So he talks about his. I mean, that's boobs, fair. And I'm like, okay, this is. I don't like to. I like talking about boobs. That's is fine. True. I don't want to read about boobs from the male gaze. Is my problem. That's why <laughs> yes. I don't like dual mm, perspective romances. Yeah. So that that really gives me the ick with uh with dual perspective that's romances. Fair. I think that's why I liked this one and you deserve each other so much because it's. Mm, not that those were single. I don't, not that they I don't know I don't know if that's why but it just it happens to be a trend with me that I prefer the single perspective romances if it's not like a super horny book then um then I could probably do dual perspectives although now that I'm saying that um act your age Eve Brown which I read earlier mm-hmm. this year is dual perspectives and it is a horny book um but it didn't bother me I don't know I feel like when I know that it's fine to appreciate a good set of boobs, but I feel like anytime a, a man does it in a book, yeah, it's it feels the like male- obje- it feels yeah. objectifying, right? But in that book, like- it didn't feel that way. Yes. So, and I think you would have that. the same feeling for like Hang Hang the Moon by Alexia Belfort. I feel like you would enjoy that one because that was also a dual perspective. But I feel like you would enjoy that better. I'm gonna okay, be honest. Okay. I can't think of a single dual perspective romance I've enjoyed. I might amend that. I, I might think of one, but like <laughs> I think all of my favorite romances are single perspective. But who knows? Interesting. The uh, the what <laughs> the charm is offensive was dual perspective. I can't think of any others. Red, white, and royal blue is single perspective, right? It is. Yeah. So it's one last stop. Yeah. Interesting. I feel like the single perspective tends to be the more popular ones. Yeah. But I just enjoy dual more. Would, okay, it's not a romance book necessarily, but would Tweet Cute count? Yes. I would count that. Okay. I did that. But again, not horny. It wasn't horny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The key is not horny dual perspective romance. There we go. We've cracked it. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Except that (laughs) you just said Eve Brown was horny. Eve Brown is the exception, is what I also said. I will find more exceptions for you. Don't worry. Okay. Find more exceptions for me, Shruti. That's your task. Hang the moon. Hang the I'm, moon. I do need to read I'm that. I'm not interested. I don't need, I don't need, I'm just going to stick <laughs> to my single perspective okay. and be happy with that. Okay. That's valid of you. So on that note, we actually received an email and a special voice message. Um, but let's listen to our email first, Grace. Let's okay. let's have Grace read our email first. Let's listen to Grace read our email. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Sure. So this is from Remy, um, friend of the pod, long time emailer. Not long time, but you know, it's been a year. That's a long Pretty time. Pretty long time. Yeah. Pretty long time. Mm-hmm. Semi-long time. Um, the title of the email is the keeps forgetting to write this email talk. Ahoy pod. As you can tell by the title of this email, I have been struggling to remember to send y'all my notes on this one. And as I am nearing the deadline, I got to make one thing clear. What a good book. What a good choice. The, I agree. Uh, the audiobook performance was particularly amazing and added that extra layer to an already fun story. Amazing is one way to put it. I'm sure that woman <laughs> felt amazing as she was <laughs> as she was doing it. Anyway, um, a short list of things I loved. Great characterizations. Really felt like every character was an individual piece of the puzzle that was this novel. Even nearly a month after reading this, I can still easily picture all the characters and their dynamics like it was just yesterday. Rivals to lovers, gotta love it. So true, Remy. So true. So true. Um, Shay was older than Dominic. I feel like that's unusual for a romance, or at the very least, something I haven't seen in a while, but I'm sure Shruti will confirm. Shruti, you've confirmed by now, haven't you? You have. Confirmed, I think. It's a thing. I think so, too. But it's definitely not a super popular thing. But it's a thing. Yeah, I didn't think so. It's also, it's not that popular in life either, except for, I guess, Sarah. That's true. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Witty dialogue and running jokes I felt part of. Shut up about your degree. Oh, my God. Oh, don't they have? (laughs) I just remember, we haven't brought this up, but also don't they have like a jar and he has to put money in the jar every time? (laughs) Yes. Which was very new girl-esque and I loved it. I loved it. He had to put money in the jar anytime he brought up his degree and I liked that a lot. Um, her last point, her last bullet point of the short list of things I loved, Dominic, this counts. Shruti understands me. There's I just do. something. I do. There's just something about falling in love with a character you never expected to love as much as you do. 
but Dominic was great and his obsession with Ikea fueled me. I agree. Oh my God. Yes. The Ikea mm-hmm. thing. Um, you guys, no one can see my apartment, but every single piece of furniture in my apartment is Ikea. So I As really it should felt- be. Not yeah, not because I'm like obsessed with Ikea, just because I live in an apartment and Ikea is easy. And I also live five minutes from an Ikea. So <laughs> it worked out. But I was listening to that. And I she was like making fun of Dominic's Ikea furniture. And I looked around my apartment like, huh? Yeah, huh? Interesting. <laughs> okay. Something, um, something I also enjoyed about Dominic similarly is he likes antique stories a lot mm-hmm. yeah my, my mom really likes antique stores and brings home antique stuff like all the time so I was like we have I know someone like this I don't know I just thought it was an interesting character it note. was he had so many little interesting things about and it, he there were so many things that like he, he started off kind of like you're you know the main character uh Shay doesn't like him but then he gets mm-hmm. so soft as the book goes on and like you and I don't know you learn more and more about him he has so many little interests and everything he's just yeah he's great he's quirky yeah yeah um a few notes I want to make this is the email again from from Remy uh Shay was so horny even way before she started liking Dominic, she was going go- going on and on. Girl, relax. I honestly started laughing out loud when she kept mentioning his forearms because she would not stop. She was pretty horny. <laughs> she was so horny. Oh my god! It it been a while for her though, right? Yeah, she yeah, had it had. Yeah. There you go. Um, I feel like there could be there could have been more snippets of their radio show. I really liked their report, and I would have liked to enjoy. I would have enjoyed reading slash listening to more of it. I agree, actually. Yeah. Maybe like, mm-hmm. maybe not more snippets, but like longer snippets. That could have That's been That's true, yeah. Yeah. Um, I wish they'd actually been exes. Repairing an old relationship on a public podcast? What a fantastic concept. No one is doing it like you deserve each other, author Sarah Hogel. That would be fun. <laughs> I really just liked the fake dating of it all, though. Like, maybe I if there was a... Maybe if there was like another romance novel, she can write another concept. one. She can write like an AU of of this, <laughs> yeah, book. like their yeah. actual exes. Because I like, I love this concept, but I think I would also love that concept. Well, here we go. Idea that has just struck my mind. What if Ruthie and the girlfriend she has in this book? I don't even know if she has a name. Ooh. What if they break up? Oh my and gosh, Ruthie. Um, they, I don't know. They they do this podcast together. They take over. Rachel they take or, over. Not yes. Rachel. Um, Shay and Dominic go start doing a different podcast. They move on to bigger and better things. They need someone to take over the X talk. They bring in actual exes, Ruthie. Yeah. And her, yeah. Oh my God. Rachel Lynn Solomon. Please I'm gonna add her. This. I'm gonna oh add my her. gosh. I'm like, you need <laughs> if if money ever gets tight, Rachel. <laughs> this one's this one's free. <laughs> okay. Um. Oh, also while we're here, I meant to bring this up earlier, but I, we've already said great choice, Trudy, but great choice, Trudy, because it is about a podcast and we are, we are, this we is have true. A podcast. That's true. It was very mm-hmm. fitting. I was like, yeah. Hey, I do this. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. I almost picked other books, but this was one that we, we decided to go contemporary instead of historical. So that is why we are here. Yes. It's, it was just very, it was very on the nose. Um, that last note brings me to my biggest complaint. The entire premise of their podcast show was based on a lie. How did they not think something bad was going to happen? I could (laughs) see it from a mile away with my romance novel narrative arc glasses. I did find Dominic's inability to cope with being caught out realistic. And I felt for them both when that happened. That's fair. Yeah. Um, Also, not their boss trying to apologize after sabotaging their show, after sending his employees on a vacation, to get to know each other. What a freak. Right. What a loser. Good riddance. Yeah, freak exactly. is a good word for him. He was yeah. a freak. That was unhinged. Up. All in all, a great read. I was pleasantly surprised by this group read. This is Remy signing off. Thank you, Remy. Yeah, yes, thank you. Thank you. Your emails are always so great and they add to our conversation. They really do, actually. I appreciate all of them. Mm-hmm. Bringing up things that we forget. Always yeah. useful. So our next email is actually a voice memo and the voice memo is from our friends over at Anuus Backwards. So it's Brenna, 
and Laura and Emily, and they all, they sent us one, they sent us a voice memo. So I'm going to play it. Hey, Bookos, it's Anubis Backwards Pod. Hi, besties. So we all have read the X Talk, so we thought we would send in a little review over voice instead of an email, because why not? So honestly, I read it in March. I don't fully remember it, but I had a really good time reading it. Jax also had a really good time trying to eat it while I was reading it, you know. As one does. As Jax likes to eat my books. He didn't eat it as much as he ate the um, mystery book I was reading. I did the audio book, which was fun because Ooh, it's about fun. radio shows. So like I was actually listening to the radio show. The only annoying part though is when like in the book, I assume it was a transcript. Like it would be like, Dominic, yeah. this is what he said. Mm-hmm. Shay, yeah. this is what she says. So you have to like hear the author go, Dominic, blah, 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 Shay, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so that was annoying, but it was like kind of cool to feel like you were listening to them. Yeah, I had a great time. I was really excited to read it before it even came out. I pre-ordered it. I read it the second like I could came out. I had a fantastic time. And as people who podcast you and us, I feel like it was relatable content. And yes. When are we all going to a podcast convention? When are we just having this podcast convention? But it's just going to be us, all of us. It's just going to be besties hang out. <laughs> like amateur podcast convention. <laughs> <laughs> amateur podcast convention, a.k.a. besties time. Bestie vibes only. Bestie vibes only. So I thought the book, I felt the book was a tad too spicy for me. I thought it was the perfect amount of spice. I don't remember, which means it must have been typical romance novel level spicy, so I was probably just used to it. And I didn't yeah. listen to it on audio or else it would have bothered me, but when I read spice, it doesn't bother me. Audio but see, I think that was my problem. Audiobook spice makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I think that was my problem. I was listening to the audiobook and I was like, oh! It, audiobook makes me uncomfortable because usually I'm like... Me on the middle of the trail. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's like I'm usually yeah. at work. I was driving most of the time because I had a big road trip in July, so I was driving, and I'm just sitting here like, God damn, I'm so single. <laughs> Dominic is wonderful. Dominic is wonderful. I was wonderful. very in love with him. Hey. This might be my favorite book of 2020, I didn't, or 2021. I didn't get to read a lot this year so far, but that might be my favorite one. Can't relate. I did have a really good time reading it. I've read a lot of books since then um, that have also been really good but i've had a good reading year thus far any any final thoughts on the x talk i just all i have to say is that i loved it ran out of time to reread the x talk and i love her on the pod anyway i love a romance and i love a radio show so it felt very on brand that's all thanks guys thanks, thanks. love you i'm blowing you kisses well that Yay. was our first our first ever um voice memo yeah that was such a cute idea <laughs> it was i was very they so they um okay two things number one Jax is laura's dog yeah i wanted to mention that Jax is Before, a dog <laughs> in case anyone had any questions about that number two they um tweeted at us a newest backwards tweeted at us like these like shifty eye emojis and they're like we're so sorry and I was like what are y'all talking about and then I saw that they'd emailed us this and I was like oh I see I see yeah no we we loved it they're very cute we Mm -hmm. stand and it was backwards um one day we'll have that amateur uh, podcast (laughs) convention yeah for sure and I'm glad they loved the the book too I know I remember when Laura read it she was all over it because I think Laura worked in she radio. So she, I remember she was all over it. And I was like going to wait to see if she liked it. And then when she did like it, I ha- like it. I had it on my list. But Shruti just accelerated. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shruti- I think I think I remember like, point. maybe I didn't do this, but I feel like I remember pointing it out to Laura because I was like, you'll probably like this when it comes out. But I could be wrong. <laughs> I appreciated the note that listening to Spice is not the same as reading Spice. So yeah, and this was, I think, the perfect amount of spicy. It is typical romance book spicy. So yeah, I was good yeah. with it. I mean, as we know, I'm not that big into spice. I don't think this spice would have bothered me much if I had not been listening to it on an audiobook. It was really mm-hmm. just the audiobook. I think if I just read it, I would have been like, that's, that's spice. Moving on. Yeah, even that, mm-hmm. the audiobook, it was like a little weird, but it wasn't like that bad. Like, <laughs> yeah, was it wasn't terrible. Yeah, it like, really, I like, just... I had no problems with it. I think the reason why I had, like, the problems I did is because I was only ever listening to it at work. Like, if I'd been in the car, <laughs> oh, yeah. if I'd been in the car, it wouldn't have been as bad. I think Any final thoughts about the X-Talk? My final thought is, I'm sitting here thinking that I want to reread it now that we've been talking about it. I'm like, <laughs> man, I want to read that again. And I had... Good. 
yeah, I have a physical copy and the audiobook, so I can certainly do that. And you know what? I might because it was so fun. I I loved it. 10 out of 10. I also loved it. I would definitely reread it at some point. 10 out of 10. I think I gave it four stars on Goodreads. But you know, as I said before, I am I am reluctant to give five stars. But I, that doesn't mean I didn't love it. I did. <laughs> I really did love it. I gave it five stars, but I do think I liked it less than Grace, which is really funny to me. Um, but I did like it. Um, but I would not say it is my favorite book I've read in 2021. There are other I books know. I read that I enjoyed more. I don't, we'll find out when we do our end of the year yes. episode. I it'll think probably it'll be up there. I was going to say, it'll make my top 10. I don't know if it's my favorite because I did just finish Beautiful mm. World, Where Are You? But it's definitely in my top 10. I have read 70 books so far this year. I don't know if it makes my top 10 or not. I, would I, have upped to my, I upped my Goodreads challenge over the weekend. I think I upped it to 50. It was 40. Oh, I might up I mine to 50 still, too. I'm still I'm two books 40. behind though. Two isn't bad. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think I'm catching up. Slowly, but You'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so since that is the, this is the end of our episode of the September group read, that means we're about to hit October, which means it is time for another group read. And I am picking, I am picking a book that none of us have read. The reason why I'm picking it is because it was on my list for books <laughs> I had to read this semester. And it is called The House on the Cerulean Sea by T.J. Clune. Right? I think. I think. Um, it is kind of, it, you know, October spooky season. I don't know if this is going to fulfill the spooky season needs, but I think it like is just enough that we can force it to. So it's fine. And we're going to overlook that. Um, it's like magically fantasy. E. So there we go. Um, and it's also really popular on book talk. So hopefully it's good. I've heard really good things about it and I'm excited to read it. And I hope that y'all are too. I am excited to read it. I've seen a lot of things about it. So I think it'll be good. So join us yeah. and read along. Yes, and you can talk about that book with us. You can share your thoughts on the book with us, or you can talk about how you are excited to read it on our Twitter, which is at the Bookos. And our Instagram, which is at Bookhostpod. Our email is bookhostpod at gmail.com. But you should subscribe to our podcast, leave a rating and write a review, and then share the podcast with all your friends. Also, just as a note, in a couple weeks, we'll be releasing an episode on another spooky adjacent book, Serpent and Dove. So if you have not read the series or if you have read any of the books and you want to share your thoughts, you can do so at any of our social media or our email. Anything else? Actually, we're yeah, going to cut, we're gonna have to cut this out. But I started thinking about how we have to read Serpent and Dove. And I started thinking about how Sarah is like bad fan fiction. And I think Serpent and Dove is kind of a bad fiction. And now I'm starting to wonder if maybe there is no bad fan fiction, if there's just straight fan fiction and gay fan fiction. There we go. We can wrap up the episode now. <laughs> Something uh, and leaving us on a note to ponder. I a like it. A note to ponder. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. We hope you have a great rest of your day. Bye. Bye.